Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We at the Nasty Woman Club pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the Mianjin land. We acknowledge that we are on the stolen lands of the Yaraga and Turbul people whose sovereignty was never ceded. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Nasty Woman Club I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and today on the show, we are going to be speaking about one of my favorite topics. Definitely a topic that is spoken about plenty on the Nasty Woman Club, and that is fat shaming and fat phobia. Now, I've decided to bring on the show, Andrea Westbrook. She is a coach that helps plus-size women Get rid of that inner fat phobic critic. It has been such a joy to have her on the podcast. She has taught me so much about how to feel more positive about yourself, about your body image, and how not to feel pressured by society to conform to society's quote-unquote standards of beauty. And I really hope you all learn something as well. This is Andrea Westbrook. So Andrea, thank you so much for coming on to the Nasty Woman Club podcast today. I really appreciate it. How are you going today? I'm going great today. Thanks, Demi. And thank you for inviting me to be on. I'm really honoured and excited. I really think a lot of our listeners will be interested in the work you do, in particular those that have had issues with body image and in particular Mm -hmm. that have experienced fat phobia. So did you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what is it that you do and why is it that fat phobia, size stigma, why is it that that is such something that you're very passionate about? I'm um, a confidence and mindset coach who works with fat, curvy and plus size women to help them overcome weight stigma, fat phobia, conquer their fears, reconnect to their confidence and their self-belief so that they can do the things that they love and live the life of their dreams and I'm passionate about that because I'm fat I I have a larger body and I think for a lot of my life I held myself back and kept myself small because I didn't want to be judged for being fat and I felt like I didn't deserve the things that a, a straight size or normal size people deserve and that That was kind of my punishment for being fat and that was my lot in life. But it's actually not the case. All of us have a lot to offer and we deserve to be able to do the normal things in life. And whether that's be speaking about it outwardly to groups like people like you and I do, or even if it's just simply having the confidence to eat in public, you know, it's really important that we can be safe to be our full selves, whoever that is, wherever we are. And so when you've been working with people and looking into size stigma, fat phobia, what's been some common 
experiences like something that you notice a lot of people do experience and it might be similar to some experiences you've had in the past as well yeah well it's kind to me that what I'm discovering is there's two I guess kind of sides to it there's a real real systematized fat phobia and that's things like you know our society is not set up for people with larger bodies and the messaging we receive from society is that we're different and, and we don't we don't belong and it's something you can control and you need to do something about it. Otherwise, we consider you fat, lazy and dumb and, and you're over here and not part of fully a part of society. But then there's also the personal and in, internalised oppression that we experience. And that's things like, um, what can I, you know, an example of what, you know, when you go for that second piece of cake at morning tea and you see the mm. sideways glances and you know there's a, someone's judging you and then you feel bad, you put it, your thought cycle starts going, I shouldn't have done that. They all think I'm fat and they're just judging me even more. So as a person in a fat body, we're, we're, we're having to live with the systemized um, fat phobia, but also the stuff that comes from other people. And then ourselves, like it might also be at that same morning tea, I can't eat anything because I don't want to eat in front of these, these people because they're going to look at me and, and think that I shouldn't be eating that. And it might you might not have even eaten that day. So, yeah, there's two sides to it. That's really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And so you yourself, have you experienced like both sides of that? Uh, I sure have. But yeah. when I was preparing for this interview, I actually couldn't stop. I had to stop myself thinking of, of personal examples of, of fat phobia. And, you know, and I've also a lot of clients that I've worked with. And since I've been talking about it openly, people have reached out to me to tell me about their experiences. So, for example, it can be things like going into a shop and being ignored while all the people with norm, normal sized bodies are being served. I think mm -hmm. that one's a really common one. Yep. Um, I remember once a few years ago, we were having a party and I went to the local shop, IGA or something, to buy a few bottles of Coke for, for mixers. Mm -hmm. And another customer, a complete stranger, turned around to me and told me that I don't need all of that. And Aww. I thought, but it's not all for me. You've just made a complete judgment. Um, it's things like boyfriends not wanting to be out with, only want to be with me behind closed doors, to work colleagues only talking to me when when I've lost a bit of weight or mm -hmm. if they see me eating a salad or something like that, to family members even ringing and saying, oh, Andrea, I've got great news. I've found the fastest way to lose weight. It's like, well, I didn't want your unsolicited diet, <laughs> diet advice. You I'm didn't ask them to find that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And then it's things like in um, going to talk about the systemized thing. It's it's things like when you go for a medical appointment. See, I hear this one really a lot. Oh you know, yeah, mm -hmm. like a sore throat or a sore toe or a, a sore arm, which has nothing to do with weight. But the doctors say, oh, let's just hop on the scales, or I think you could get this under control if you if you did something about your weight. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know what what's a sore throat got to do? do with weight and that's actually really concerning for me because as I cover this medical weight shaming back yeah you know statistics show that a lot of people that um larger people won't go and get medical help for fear of comments about their Absolutely. weight and 
and then I've heard other stories of you know people's conditions are going undiagnosed because of the focus on their weight and and conditions that could have been solved earlier have turned life-threatening because the focus has not been on the the actual medical condition yeah it's so sad like I've definitely have had that too like I have avoided going to the doctor because I don't want to have to hop on the scale I don't want to have to be given you know the same sheet that says you know the very stereotypical stuff oh you shouldn't be eating this much sugars you shouldn't be doing that and it's just like I just came here to chat about my period like that's all (laughs) I didn't come here to talk about what food I should be eating right now yeah it's ridiculous so is that then why you decided to change from coaching corporate women to then helping women with body image issues and dealing with fat phobia is that why because of your past experience about yourself yeah yeah so it's how I came how I came to work in with this group of women I'll I'll sort of talk you through the journey so Mm -hmm. I've worked in the corporate world for 20 plus years and I did a bit of soul searching, thought I really, really want to get into coaching and supporting people. And I thought corporate was the way I wanted to go because that's where I'd come from. That was the audience that I knew. And as I started talking to people about that and and researching it, it just didn't excite me and it, it really felt flat. And then there was a particular conversation where, um, it was a pretty short conversation, but I knew as soon as it came out of my mouth that that group wasn't right for me. Yeah. But through my course, we there's a the course I did has a lot of focus on um, social justice and working with um, marginalised groups mm-hmm. and and how that impacts people's mindset and how they see themselves in the world. And I've always had an infinity and a, you know strong passion about diversity and inclusion but I always thought that was around gender and race that was kind of my and and ability so people who live with a disability that was my sort of perception of marginalized groups and but what I came to understand is that being fat and having a larger body we are also a marginalized group and how we're treated in the world affects how we see ourselves how we treat ourselves and our mindset. Mm-hmm. And as I started scratching this back, I thought, oh, holy shit, this, I, this is what I've experienced, but I have never been able to put an, an, a name to it or the language around it until now. And then, of course, you know, being a woman, I sussed it out with my curvy friends and, and they were just like, yes, yes, yeah. Like so many of them really felt empowered that finally there was some language around it and that there was some attention to it, that we weren't just being punished. This was, like I said before, a lot in the world. At the same time, I was also teaching yoga. Mm -hmm. So a few people would say to me, Andrea, I want to come to your yoga classes because you've got a body like mine. I don't feel comfortable going to classes where it's all just typical yoga bodies. And I'm like, yeah, actually. So me doing that's really empowering. I'm learning this bit over here. And it all just really came together in one big sign to say, yeah, this is what you need to do. And there weren't a lot of people, as I scratched back, there weren't a lot of people doing it. There's a lot of, I guess, activity in the body positivity movement side of things, but there's not really a lot that gets into the mindset and how our experiences have shaped our place in the world. And so that's 
that's why I've decided to go down this avenue and work with amazing women in this group. I really love that that's what you have decided to do because like you said it is something that like yes there is a lot of talk these days about body positivity but there's not a lot about actually finding okay why why do you have these thoughts about your body and how do you actually fix it because body positive movement the body positive movement is great it is great to see bodies of all different sizes shapes and colors but if you do have those issues ingrained in you it's great to actually get some help for it like you know we get help for our minds we get help for if we're sick but getting actual help for the mental side of things that's what we definitely do need yeah absolutely and one of the things that you talk about then with your coaching is you say that being fat is your superpower and it shouldn't be something that we have to hide even though even though the thing is as well like we pretend as we pretend like say we cover up and think like oh so no one knows that we're fat like people know we're fat like it's not we we, we can't hide it by wearing like a looser shirt like people know we're fat and Yeah, so one of the things that you do make sure you talk with that you talk about, which is so great, you say that being fat's your superpower. There's nothing wrong with it. It shouldn't be something you have to hide. Embrace yeah. it. Why was it that you decided to include that? Why was that important to you? It was important to me because I tried to hide it for years. I would say until I had this realization last year, I, mm-hmm. I tried to deny and hide that I was fat and I would never talk about it with with people. Um you know, outside of sort of fat and and curvy friends. And then as I came to the realisation that this is the work that I wanted to do, I realised that that my size and the experience that I've had in the world, that's what makes me unique and that's what makes you unique and that's what makes, you know, everyone unique is what their experience in the world has been. So mine has been because I've pretty much been fat my whole whole or considered fat my whole life sometimes I look back on photos and think god I wasn't fat at all but our perception of of ourselves is that we were and so that is why I realized in saying this and owning it it gives other people permission to own it and to be themselves in the world and I think if even just one person sees me doing this and you know it empowers them to do even the tiniest thing that makes them happy and brings a little bit of joy to their world or even to feel more comfortable with themselves then that really is a gift and a superpower that I need to share with the world. It's crazy to think how loving yourself and accepting your body and not being ashamed that you're fat it's crazy to think that that is somehow rebellious that like that's a rebellious oh, act because you're because yeah. you're going against society's pressure to conform yep. to a certain beauty standard it's crazy how it's yep. like that yeah absolutely and it makes people feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes there's nothing more confusing to someone or that make them more uncomfortable when they see someone that has a fat body and they're comfortable as fucking it they don't care they're just owning it and I yeah. love it I love it yeah, I love it too I want yeah. to make more people uncomfortable yeah. yes <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely So what would be then your best advice for people out there that do have a marginalized body what would be your best advice for them if they are struggling to rid that inner fat phobic critic? First of all, I want them to know they're not alone. And even though I want to say, even though I'm owning it and I'm rocking it and, you know, I'm living my best life, 
I still have all of those thoughts too and all of those moments and I need to take a step back and work through them. And it is absolutely normal. Like your inner critic is there to protect you and to keep you safe. That's its job. But when it starts getting on that cycle and stopping you from doing what you want to do, that's when we need to sort of tap into it and, you know, work out, you know, what, what, just notice when does it come up for you? Is it when you're doing something new or something that makes you feel uncomfortable? What's it saying to you? And where did these ideas come from? Because sometimes it's telling us stuff, you know, that, that might be true. But other times it's just telling us messages that we've learned from society where that are not grounded in any basis. So it's just questioning where, where does this come from? And, and looking at it like you're a scientist and just observing your mind and looking at it objectively. And I've been finding that that really helps because what um, I've been able to differentiate and it helps me when I look at other people who are being saying being mean or nasty is it's actually not them. It's just a message that we've or they've received from society. And once you start to separate that from the person or that from yourself, it actually becomes a lot easier to switch it off and, you know, fall in love with yourself again. Mm -hmm. Another really good tip I give to people or really big tip is diversify your social media feeds. Yes. So it's really easy if you're following all these celebrities and influencers that are straight or normal size to get into that comparison mode and think, I can never do that. Or even normal people that are a normal size I could never do that I can't wear a bikini I'm not skinny enough I'm going to say babes diversify your Instagram feeds start following some curvy and plus size influencers and and even non-influencers and see what women like us are doing and they we are rocking it and being ourselves and it is so engaging and I'd really um empowering sorry and I'd really encourage you to watch them and engage with them in really positive ways. Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. That's definitely helped me. I think it was probably about two years ago. I just did a big, massive clean out of my Instagram following. And I just started following people that had bodies like mine, people that weren't straight sized. And oh my God, it has made yeah. such a difference. Does, such a difference. It? Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, because you yeah. wouldn't buy a magazine or a book that was full of pictures or writings that just made you feel shitty about yourself. So yeah. why yeah. why make your social media feed be full of images that's just going to make you feel like crap? Why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. And when we do say this, we're not at all saying that, you know, that fat bodies are better than thin people or like, you know, one, right. one is more beautiful than the other. Like not at all. Because yeah. that's what I do hate. Like when some people say that, oh, body positivity, you know, it's shaming thin people. It's just, it's not no. that at all. It's the fact no. that, Thin bodies are the stereotypical beauty standard. They yeah. are what are they are what society wants. They are people are pressured yeah. to become thin. Whereas bigger bodies, fat bodies, they are the marginalized ones. They are the ones that yeah. are told to hide in a corner because no one wants to see you. Yeah. 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 And that and that's why. So I definitely do think, yeah, diversifying your feet, people, yeah. okay. If you're listening to this right now, unfollow those influences or just anyone that just makes you feel yeah. crap. Don't be following people that are, you know, promoting those diet teas or saying oh, yeah. that you need to yeah. get a thigh gap or anything like that. Yeah. You know, not that's not good for your mental health at all. No, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah. and just on your comment about that, um, you know, that we're dissing 
thin people. I agree with you. I mean, normal-sized people already have a big platform and they already take up space and have attention in the world. By diversifying our media feeds, it's giving, it's creating more space for more body types. That's all it is. We're not taking anything away from anyone. There's enough space for everyone. We just want to have be part of that that story too. Yeah, exactly, definitely. So before we then conclude this interview, um, I would love for you to then tell the rest of the audience more about your business. And yeah, feel free to plug away about how oh, can people mm-hmm. how can how can people find you mm-hmm. and if they want if they themselves would love to get some help from you. Sure, you can find me on all the social medias, so Facebook, Instagram, uh, and LinkedIn at through Andrea Westbrook Coaching, or you can find me just through Andrea Westbrook. And my website is www.andreawestbrook.com.au. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions about coaching and how I work, um, please reach out to me, or even if you just want to learn more about what we've discussed today. Um, I am running uh, an Instagram live series each Wednesday morning at 9am Queensland time called Curvy Confidence, where I'm interviewing amazing uh, curvy women and sharing their confidence journeys. And I've also got in the works um, an in-person workshop in Brisbane called Curvy Confidence at the end of March. So if you'd like to know more about that, please let me know. Yes, highly recommend everyone follow your page. And this episode will be coming out just a couple of days before my interview with you. So yes, yes, so yes, very good timing. So yes, so everyone, um, when you listen to this episode, make sure you then tune in on Wednesday for the Instagram live. Then that'll be very exciting. Where we will be, we'll be switching chairs, and you'll be the one interviewing me. Yes, shall be very exciting. Yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, lovely, for chatting with me today. Mm -hmm and talking about your business and just talking about something that I think a lot of people really should look into if they want to help rid the inner fat phobia critic. Absolutely. Please reach out. Thank you, lovely. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode with Andrea Westbrook. As she said earlier on, make sure you follow her on all her social media platforms and every Wednesday she does an Instagram live on her Instagram page. So make sure you tune in to this coming Wednesday as she will be interviewing moi. Now, as always, at the end of every Thursday episode, I announce what the upcoming rant topic is going to be for Rant Mondays. And this definitely was not a hard topic to choose because... It's about a particular man that has been on my mind for several weeks now, and not in a good way. No, he is not in our good books. Yes, Monday's episode is going to be all about ScoMo, Australia's Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, and how he has let us down. Now, if you are a liberal person, if you're a ScoMo fan, probably best not to tune into Monday's episode because I'm going to get a bit cranky. But if you are like me and you are frustrated with the government's handle of the sexual assault allegations made by Brittany Higgins and four other women, if you are frustrated with the fact that ScoMo increased JobSeeker by $3.50 a day and wants a pat on the back, then make sure you tune in on Monday. 
And as always, I really would love to hear all your thoughts and opinions about my Monday's rant topic. So if you want to be featured on the show, make sure you send me a voice memo to my Instagram page. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star review. Every share, every rating, every review helps grow this independent podcast. I'm your host, Demi Lynch, and I will see you all on Monday for another episode of the Nasty Woman Club.